Owen Hart was born into wrestling royalty. Fighting his way out of the shadow cast by his older brother, Brett the Hitman Hart, Owen became one of the most respected and hated international wrestlers of the 90s. Until it all came crashing down. That's today on Death in Entertainment. From Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello, Deto Universe. Oh my god. Welcome to another episode. Yeah. Woo! All right, Alejandro, you gotta dial it back a little here. No, this it's is... a wrestling episode. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need to turn it up, Mark. Hey, brother! <laughs> <laughs> That's evil Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Remember the e- evil Edwin Redder? <laughs> <laughs> or that's just the good Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We know the bad one. Maybe. Yeah, the bad one everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> he had to ring her out. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, jeez. She was a love sponge that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you what. She was soaked with filth that night. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to episode 95. Can you believe Whoa. it? Speaking of soaking with filth. My name is Kyle Plouffe. <laughs> My name is Mark Mulcairn. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. Nice. Nice. Uh, Anyone yeah. got a chair? Hit <laughs> yeah. me with it. We got to hose down Alejandro. <laughs> He's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> we are covering the tragic early death of Mr. Owen Hart. Hmm. Yeah, this is, a, this is a crazy one. My heart is full. You're on our, uh, our WWF uh, beat. Yeah. That's kind of your, your MO. Resident wrestling reporter. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Plouffe. Of Death and Entertainment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, resident fake wrestling <laughs> reporter. Fake wrestling. Oh, yeah. We're going to go back into this year? These two. The age-old debate we have here. Everything where... is scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Even this episode, which is taking us <laughs> to May 23rd, 1999. Yes. May 23rd, 1999, do you guys know what was going on in the world of pop culture? Absolutely. I am going to start us off here with some music. Y'all ready for this? Okay, not that song. Okay. So let us us wet the palate (laughs) with a little sugar. Ray, that is. Mm. Every morning there's a halo hanging over my bed or something. Oh, my girlfriend's four-post bed. I remember some guy called him Sugar Gay in public. And TMZ had this, and he went nuts. There is video footage of him going off. Mark McGrath, he went nuts. He's like, like, who the fuck is going to say that? Yeah. Yeah, he was about to fight people in the street. Yeah. Over someone saying Sugar Gay. Clearly he had heard (sighs) that before. Yeah, and he does Ah. not like it. Make a hole, gentlemen! Make a hole! Move it! Sugar Gay! Who said Sugar Gay? I'm your fucking ass! Who said that? 
Did huh? you? No. I took your fucking face. Did you say that? No, I didn't say anything. Did you want to be smart? Did I say anything? Did I say anything? Did you say something? No, I did not say anything. I took your fucking head. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So don't mess with Entertainment Tonight's Mark McGrath. <laughs> yeah. Or Mark Mulcairn. Yeah. <laughs> and his <laughs> gams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to feel the wrath of yeah. McGrath. I'll wrap these around your neck. Yeah. You don't want these thighs wrapped around your head. <laughs> yeah. What are you, nuts? <laughs> the, these nuts. Yeah. These nuts. <laughs> what are those, Mark's nuts? <laughs> Number- yeah. <laughs> All right. Next song. <laughs> This is also a, a diverse group. Not diverse group, but like... In the die universe. There you go. Yeah. No Scrubs, TLC. Their biggest no hit. It was the biggest hit besides Left Eye's car going into a... Oh, wow. Oh. Embankment. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in Costa Rica? Wait, what, what country was that in? Uh, the, um, Honduras. Yes. Honduras, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Sebi. <laughs> was looking after her. Yeah, Dr. Subby changed her tires. That <laughs> yeah. Let me look at your brakes for you. Yeah. Yeah, he could cure AIDS, but unfortunately he could not cure death. No. Nice. But he, he was he's working on it. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's dead now. Okay. Number 1. We're going to go straight to number 1 now. Even though the singer is not straight. Oh, Living La Vida Loca. Ricky Martin. Oh, okay. Living La Vida nephew. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even attempt to rhyme that or anything. No. Nope. He just went straight for it. He didn't dance around it one bit. Yeah, he had to shut that nephew up. Otherwise, yeah. he was going to be living La Vida Broca. Oh, he recanted. Living La Vida Menendez. He was going to have to get a job at Starbucks if the <laughs> nephew cleaned him out, and then he would have been living La Vida Mocha. Hey. Ah, okay. It took us a while to get there, but we... <laughs> We enjoyed the trip. We got there, and now I want to get away. <laughs> so, that being okay. said... Uh, right. You've been great, folks. You've been great. Yeah, try the veal. Or don't. Yeah. Um, Tip your weight staff. Yeah. Kill your weight staff. Uh, <laughs> kill yourself. Kill yourself. Top three movies right now. Number three, I, I think we've done this before, but I, I, I love to do it again. The Mummy. <laughs> Frazier, uh, Rachel Weitz. Yes. We could talk was... about her this time. She married Darren Aronofsky. She uh, did. She did, and then they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think he got with Jennifer Lawrence after he that. He did. Yeah. yeah. So he did yeah. all right for himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two, Notting Hill with Hugh Grant. Wow. And Julia Roberts, I want to say. Yeah. Oopsie yeah. daisy. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, where... how you doing? Oh, what happened here? It's, it's always like I'm always... like quirky and I'm British. And, yeah, you know, I love first... hookers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jalen was like, "Hey, what, what went on there? What are you doing? Oh, what are you did... doing? Fuck Hugh Grant. He's the reason that Jay Leno had such longevity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at... at the height of that scandal, he goes on the Tonight Show, and then Jay's like." What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and as you got a, a number? <laughs> Mavis, take write this down. Maybe. Kevin. Wait, Kevin, have, you writing this down? We're gonna have a dinner guest tomorrow. It's gonna be Hugh Grant and his girlfriend. And his hooker. His hooker. <laughs> well as, Just call me TJ. As Alejandro was saying, the history goes for people that don't know this, but uh Jay Leno and David Letterman had this big rivalry in which Jay Leno took over the Tonight Show over David Letterman, who had the 1230 slot after uh, Johnny Carson, who was supposed to get that 1130 late 
um, you know, late night spot. Yeah. He didn't get it. Jay did uh, because NBC kind of cut around and he had this crazy producer whole thing. Um, but basically, he David Letterman went to CBS and crushed him in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Crushed him until Jay Leno had on Hugh Grant and Hugh Grant, after Hugh Grant got caught with a prostitute on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, prostitute's name is Divine Brown. Yeah. And she went on Howard Stern. Oh, did she? Yeah, and told all. Yeah. And mind you, Hugh Grant was dating Elizabeth Hurley. I know. Yeah. Pre-Austin Powers. That was my chick back yeah. then. My God. That was my jam. Yeah. Oh, behave. <laughs> Are we going to start the Austin Powers <laughs> impressions now? Yeah, baby. So I make you horny, baby. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Suck on my zippo. Star Wars Phantom Menace. Ugh. Episode one. Boy. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Piece of crap. Jar Jar sucks. <laughs> Yes, that's what you I mean, say. You mean Jar Jar stinks would be the one to say. That's the rhyming word. Well, I uh, like Kyle. I just go right for it. You know, I don't dance around anything. Misa say Jar Jar sucks dick. <laughs> that was the line you that had worth in it. seventh grade. I bet yeah. opening night, and he crushed with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Misa think we should get to the episode. Let's do it. Okay, Mr. Owen Hart. Yeah. May 7th, 1965, Owen was brought into this world Mm. in Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Alberta? Alberta. Alberta. (laughs) Alberta makes more sense. Calgary, Alberta. Alberta. (laughs) Very Spanish. Owen was the youngest child of Stu and Helen Hart, and he grew up in a household with 11 older siblings. Wow. Smith, Bruce, Keith, Wayne, Dean, Ellie, Georgia, Brett, who Brett Hart, very uh-huh. famous, Allison, Ross, and Diana. Okay. And now then, recite them backwards. Then came Owen. And obviously born into a wrestling dynasty. And wrestling, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it's it's always been a family business. You can't speak about wrestling history without mentioning the hearts. Uh, every single boy in the family became wrestlers, and every girl married wrestlers. So it's just, that is what they do. That is it. Yeah. Like rock stars. Yeah. They eat, sleep, and breathe wrestling. Wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. yeah. Wow. Owen grows up to get into high school. He finds this girl, Martha, and they start dating. Eventually becomes his wife. Martha, my dear. Yeah. They met in high school in 1982. So it was Owen Hart and Martha Joan Patterson. They Mm. married on July 1st, 1989 and had two children together. Oge Edward Hart, born March 5th, 1992, and Athena Christie Hart, born on September 23rd, 1995. The other name is so nice. Athena. Yeah. Oge. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, his wife looked at him like he was a scrapper. He was like this big guy who could fight, but he was a gentle giant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Owen honestly didn't love the fame that came from, 
you know, wrestling and being a part of this famous family. He just wanted a simple family life. Yeah. Just wanted a couple kids, the white picket fence, the dog, everything. But you got to make some sort of living, though. So you got to get out there and be a wrestler, I guess. Yeah. Like, was he just so good at it or is it just he's around it and he's, you know, that's just the family trade. And he's a big guy. He's big. He's good. He's just, he was big. You got to do it. You yeah. Know, it's his call. Yeah. He was bred for it, pretty much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's in the stable, and that's it. Get out there and be the workhorse. Right. So he first gained his wrestling experience in the amateur wrestling division in high school. Hart continued at the University of Calgary. He placed fourth at the 1984 Canada West Championships in the 76-kilogram weight class. So I don't, hmm. what's kilogram to pounds? It's like one and a half. One and a half pounds? <laughs> no, the conversion. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so he was 167 pounds then. He's a lean, mean fighting machine. Fighting machine. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, wrestling was not his first choice as a career. And Owen tried numerous times to find a profitable living outside of wrestling. Mm. In 1987, he branched out and went to Japan, where he wrestled for the legendary organization, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this is the one where they would strangle each other with barbed wire yeah, and cut each other open and That's where he went out to, he on went stage. To go, he, he went to go chill out there and like, you know, get away from the, the, the madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you become pretty famous pretty quickly in Japan if you're an American guy that goes over there and does well. Um, Japan is really known for like a lot of technical wrestling, which Chris Benoit was a part of that as well. Um, they, First Benoit mention. Yes. Because before this, didn't Benoit train with the hearts? He sure did. Okay. Yeah. Also at a Canuck. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian crippler. Yeah. Also dead. (laughs) Yes. Also not alive. Yeah. So in 1988, on May 27th, uh, he defeated Hiroshi Hase for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and he became the first non-Japanese wrestler to win the title. Wow. So that was like a huge honor. Yeah. Yeah, so his success in Japan led to a working relationship with WWF, Whoa. the World Wrestling Federation. This but is the big he, time. Yeah. But is he trying to get out of wrestling, or was he just trying to get out of like what, what was going on in Canada at that time? Well, at that point, he had no, he couldn't really fight it because he already started. He was getting yeah. a lot of love from you know overseas and at home. And mm. yeah, he was just being courted to you just get addicted to it. it, is, it I'm sure it's hard to get away once you, you know, it's once you the best, hear the roar of the crowd. Like, yeah, that must be such an addicting thing. Yeah, yeah. it's the best living he's going to make, basically. Yeah, because from my memory, when we went over Chris Benoit's story, it sounded very exciting for all of them in those up and coming years together yeah. where they were training. Yeah. Kind of like how Arnold talks about his buddies in Austria. Yeah. Right. They would just sit around and lift weights all day. Yeah. The one concern that they had going with Owen into the WWF is that they didn't want to promote him as uh, Bret Hart's younger brother right off the bat. So they decided cr- to create this like superhero gimmick called the Blue Blazer. And he would be fully masked, and he allowed him to wrestle as, like, a high flyer. Because, like, a lot of people who wear those masks, they're, they're like, uh, going with the the luchador version of wrestling, which is, like, the high-flying Mexican style of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he was able to do. Like Nacho Libre. 
Yes, like Jack exactly. Black. Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> the blue blazer, though, that sounds like the outfit of an early 90s tourist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that menacing. Yeah, no. Like a, Paul, like a Mad About You episode with Paul Reiser. The blue <laughs> yeah. <blazer>. yeah. <laughs> but he was also, it was, it was supposed to be that way. He was a comedic character. Okay. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah. And Bret Hart. He already found major success, yeah. correct? Yes. And he was way more into it. Yeah. That was his like company. He was pretty much the face of the company at that point. He had yeah. like legendary matches. He was a part of that uh, superstars era, which mm-hmm. is like, if you guys remember the ice creams that would come out uh, with the wrestlers on them, that was that era. Yeah. Ice creams. Oh, yeah. Which the ones? Ice cream truck that used to have like the cookie on both sides. It was on a stick. And uh, <laughs> vanilla ice cream in between it. But are you forgetting where I grew up? I grew up in rural Fond du Lac. You would think that we wrestling have, would be I huge didn't even there. Get, I didn't even get to have pizza delivered to me. Wow. We were that out of the ice cream truck. Yeah. I never knew what an ice cream truck was when I was a kid. What? Yeah, that was not on my radar. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I was very deprived. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. And wrestling was big in Wisconsin, if, since you asked. Yeah. Uh, so Owen was just an instant prodigy. He was acrobatic. Uh, it's crazy to me because thinking about how young he died and just – it's hard to – match up people's ages at certain points because Chris Jericho, I figured, was like the same age as Owen Hart. He's definitely not. Uh, in third grade, Chris Jericho drew pictures of him and Owen as the tag team champions <laughs> as a kid. Oh. So he was always a super fan. Crazy, yeah. He wasn't born and bred into it like these other guys. He was just a, a huge fan of them. Yeah, exactly. Did you draw those same pictures, Kyle? Uh, it would be me and Freddy Krueger, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the therapist yeah. is like, we don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you Kyle's never been drawing some pictures. <laughs> yeah. So you never drew any wrestling pictures? Uh, not really. I don't think wrestling. Okay. No. I was, I was just trying jerked to get off to it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, so WrestleMania is the biggest event of the year for the WWF, yep. WWE. The, that the is like the, the Tonys. Yes. The Tonys are the, are the EGOTs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he ended up uh, getting to go up against Mr. Perfect at the time, which is a huge wrestler, uh, and was defeated by Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania Five. Ah. Yeah. Well, so that name was not facetious. He was perfect. Right. Shortly after WrestleMania, <laughs> he was imperfect. Owen left the WWF to go tour the world, uh, both with and without the Blue Blazer gimmick. Okay. Oh, so sometimes he would just go as himself. Yes. And use his name. Yeah. I don't know about you. Wouldn't you use your name, the heart name? I think you, you just try stuff out and see what sticks, basically. I don't know. Yeah. So there was a match that he had against a Mexican wrestler named El Sanek. And ended up losing his mask in the match because it was a mask for mask oh, fight. Okay, and so once like he lost capture the flag, or yeah, something? exactly. Once he lost that match, he was like, "I'm done with that gimmick." Ah, oh, he was done with blue blazer. Yes. No, and is that what the rules say? It says you're not allowed to use his mask anymore. Yeah, it's a mask versus mask match. Ah, so you yeah. lose your mask. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So on. Yes. Yeah, so in many ways, he. I didn't realize that's when he decided to stop with that blue blazer stuff. I thought he kind of 
did it the whole time. Mm-mm. No, he did it early on and then never. So is really that Vince McMahon coming in the locker room and be like, hey, uh, by the way, you're going to lose your mass this match? <laughs> yeah, well, really? How does that. Yeah, can you walk us through, Kyle? Like, let's use that match in the, as an example. Yeah. Is that scripted? Oh, of course. That he's going to lose his mask. Yeah. But this is outside. This is like in Mexico. It's just something in wrestling lore that you would hear about that he lost his mask in a mask versus mask fight. Because okay. that, the regional rules say if you lose your mask, like Lachadori rules they're playing by here. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a gimmick match. Yeah. Got it. And then he was just like, all right, I'm just going to be done with this character. So it's like if you went to see the Indiana Jones stunt show at Disney. Yeah. That it's kind of like watching that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Alejandro's really trying to drive home that yeah. this is all fake and it's not real. No, and not, they're making it up. Not even that. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand, you know, where where is where are their improvisations? Where is their and what is every second scripted? No, uh, you know. not every yeah. second. And like, yeah, do you have some, you know, free range to do anything you exactly. want there? Like, how much of it is that? And is there just beats there, like, like curb your enthusiasm? You know what mm-hmm. the the scene is going to be, but you don't know how you're going to get there. Sometimes. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I was getting at. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. They have spots where they work work stuff out where it's like, okay, at this point we're going to do this major thing, mm-hmm. and then. You know, waste time a in little between, bit in between. Yeah. yeah, entertain the crowd. Yeah, Same exactly. thing with like Mission Impossible. They know the big action moment, but they don't know what's going to happen in between some of these things. Yeah, I could see that. That's probably the best part. In between, like, all right, someone's going to drop an anvil on your head in ten minutes, but until then, go kind of work the crowd. <laughs> yeah, so Are I you... could imagine that's the fun part. Being like, yeah, hey, how y'all doing tonight? Right. I don't know about an anvil on the head. That's like Looney Tunes, <laughs> <laughs> like a Looney Tunes director. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Chair. And your 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 hand's gonna swell up like a, like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Pulse red, (laughs) (laughs) and there'll be birds flying around. Yeah, Yeah. but you'll be fine in three seconds. Yeah. Uh, So then Hart he goes to New Japan Pro again, and then he goes to Germany and works for Catch Wrestling Association. Comes back home, uh, he ends up being like, "Okay, I'm going to wrestle as myself on TV at home." In 1992, he does some stuff for WCW, but they never engage really with contract discussions. And And WCW for the layman, that is. Cowboy Ted. No, but that's the one that branched off from Vince McMahon. No, that was its own thing. That was founded by Ted Turner. Okay, but yeah. it was WCW. separate though from It was Vince the McMahon. direct competitor to Vince McMahon's gotcha. WWE. But Vince McMahon eventually bought it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Owen doesn't strike a deal with WCW. WWF comes back around. They're like, "Hey, come join us again." In the WWF, there was this popular stable called the Hart Foundation, and that was composed of his brother Brett, his real life brother in law, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart. Anvil. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What well, do you feel vindicated or something? I do actually. For saying that Looney Tunes. Why? <laughs> oh, the Anvil? Yeah, I, know. I said Anvil and you guys looked at me like I was nuts, like when I mentioned Seth Green earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the Hart Foundation split up and then that allowed Owen to come in and form a new team known as the New Foundation. And Owen and Needhart first feuded with the Beverly Brothers. Hmm. 
Um, Not to be confused with the Everly Brothers. Hey. Or Beverly... Hillbillies. Um, Hillb- Hillbillies or... <laughs> oh, here we go. The Beverly Center. <laughs> or the Beverly Center. We're getting there. We're or getting Beverly somewhere. Clearing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Beverly D'Angelo from the National Lampoon movies. Or Beverly, Massachusetts. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. How do you top that? I, I've been out beverly <laughs> Yeah. Or Beverly Sills. Uh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. Kyle, can you please get this back on track? So Owen uh, ends up, you know, teaming up with the new foundation, and then uh, that breaks up. He ends up going, starting to wrestle as a singles guy, and ends up suffering a knee injury on March 9th, 1993, Mm. against Bam Bam Bigelow. I remember that name. Bam Bam. Yeah, from the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. That kept him sidelined for two months. I don't know about you, but I'm not putting my knee anywhere near somebody named Bam Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah, so, I mean, this is one of the reasons why he's like, fuck, I don't want to do this for my career. You can really get hurt. He can see the writing on the wall, the toll it's taking on him physically. Yeah. Even early on. I bet after one match, you feel it. Like, it feels like the world is on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Then in 1994, when he comes back, they finally go, okay, we're going to have to have, like, the heart versus heart matchup. So they start getting them to, Brett, to feud with his brother, Owen. Um, Mm. Brett also had a damaged knee. Uh, so they had Owen, this was fake, but he kicked his brother in the knee and walked off and, you know, it made it look like he was deliberately trying to hurt his brother. And that's what started him out as what the wrestling community would call a heel. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Where you're like the, the heavy, they call it in movies and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big deal in the wrestling community that he would kick his brother like that. Yeah. But it got some, it got clicks, it got some eyeballs. People were interested in it. Yep. Uh, Owen ended up getting a major push by winning the King of the Ring in 1994. Uh, he beat Razor Ramon in the finals with an mm. elbow drop. <laughs> we once had a, we had a, well, our friend's dad looked like Razor Ramon. He just had that same like kind of sh- mullet and like oh, God. very greasy mullet and stuff. And hey, like Chico. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, was it one of those? Toothpick. Yeah. Those houses as a kid where you're like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> How do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Call the cops. I need an adult here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like he's revving an engine of like a, a motorcycle in the house. <laughs> yeah. He's like, You wanna ride it? Yeah. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> he's playing that they're playing that knife trick at the dinner table where they put the knife in between your fingers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see it, it accidentally cuts your friend's yeah. finger off first. Yeah. There's a baby smoking somewhere in there. <laughs> 
what's good? This is a family in peril here. Something's wrong. Yeah. But I want out. The mom <laughs> is just dumping Chef Boy ID into a big pot. Yeah. There's exposed wiring everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's like tinging with like a, you just see the electricity coming off. Pipes it. dripping on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They need a home improvement on this house. She's got a Virginia Slim and she lights it on the stove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a monster comes out of the pot on the, <laughs> on the stove. <laughs> you hear some it's like rumb- a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, there's some rumbling in the basement. Yeah, You're yeah. like, what is that sound? That's They're like, da- shut up. That's Dave. We don't yeah. talk. <laughs> shut we up went- and eat your spaghetti yeah. stars. Some maintenance man, Dave, went down there a couple of years ago. We haven't heard from him. Don't, don't talk to him. You haven't given us a bill yet. <laughs> don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to Dave down there. By he the lives, way, he lives on the walls. By the way, <laughs> how's your family? <laughs> You're like, oh, they're good What's for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how's your family? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they turn it they, back to you. So yeah, you're, not, they, you're not talking about it. They're trying channel. to make you feel more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> How about this heat? Huh? <laughs> like small dog. You see this hot feud <laughs> yeah. going on? Crazy. He kicked his brother right in the <laughs> snooker. Yeah. Yeah. Growing pains is wrapping up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Leo is going to be a real big star. <laughs> yeah. Shut up down there. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Shut up, Dave. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> oh. oh, where were we? <laughs> I think Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah. So Owen and Brett feuded throughout the summer of 94. They fake feuded. Yeah. Clashed many times. <laughs> this is going to be all on. No, Kyle, you said that. You meant to make that sound like they were actually feuding. They were feuding on TV every week. On TV, yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Yeah, for the cameras. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. Wrestling is real. I'm yes. just having a little fun. Yes. Oh, you're Billy it. Bronco from the Bronx, huh? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I just want. Um, I just rewatched that great documentary, Beyond the Mat. Yes. Which is about wrestling from the 1990s. Yep. And it opens up with a clip from Hannah and her sisters. All right. Max Von Sydow is like, he says this to his girlfriend in the movie Barbara Hershey. He says, can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling? Yeah. And then the voiceover goes, I don't care. I love it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that made me think, like, you know what? It's just a silly, fun thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but I yeah, get like, it. Back in the day, they said, like, wrestling in the 70s and 80s was like pornography. Everybody watched it, but nobody talked about it. Right. Yeah. It was a yeah. guilty pleasure. Yeah, like Junkyard Dog. That was like the heyday, mm-hmm. in my, in my yeah. opinion, of wrestling. Because it is. It's silly. Yeah. It's yeah. silly, but it's fun. No, I get it more, and I definitely do. Yeah. Everyone has, like, a streak in their life. Where they're watching wrestling for a period of time, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm out of that phase right now. I had one in the 2000s, and I had one in the 80s when it originally came out. I really never did. Really? You know, I don't know if it was a rural Fond du Lac thing. But... I love Hulk Hogan. I thought he was oh, amazing. The Hulk, like Hulkamania, right? He's like, yeah. he, like he got crazier and crazier as it went on. But when yeah. I think about it, I probably did too, though. Just flipping channels because. I loved Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan growing up. Yeah. Mr. Nanny. 
Right. So I really, I guess I was a bit of a wrestler. Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, because yeah, I was following all the wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I just still don't want to admit it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So what people love about it is the drama, the the yes. unfair things that happen in wrestling. And this this comes up uh, with Owen on August 17th. He won a match against his brother and was announced WWF champion. But then after they said hey hey someone interfered so you didn't actually win the mass match must continue and then brett ended up winning the wwf championship no shit yeah. okay and then after that at survivor series owen had a crazy thing he he conned his own mother helen to throw in the towel for brett so that the match would end so the storyline is yes he okay yeah he's like mom throw it in he's he's had enough and then she did for brett and that creates that's good more drama. drama. Yeah, yeah, that's great uh, storytelling. Bringing the family into it. Yeah, that's nice. Your family when you hear. Was it the real mother? Or were they just using some like extra? It's a real mother. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought they were just using they, a random person. No. Yeah. No. The Stu Hart and uh, Helen that would be, be in random things. Well, also, yeah, they're they're like you know, um, you know, theater parents kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for wrestlers, yeah, they yeah. want to be involved. Instead of little orphan Annie, it's. You know, getting a chair on your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also like when Scorsese put his mom in Goodfellas. Yeah. Same exactly. exact scenario. Yeah. What's the matter with you, Henry? You don't talk. You don't eat much. You don't say much. <laughs> Is everything all right with you, Henry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a certified bad guy now. He's, okay. he's the head heel. Head heel. Head heel. Head heel in charge. He ended up going and getting uh, some championships of his own. He pinned Rocky Maivia. Which is The Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson. Oh, to wait, win. that was his name then? Yeah. He shortened it to The Rock? Yep. Wow. Rocky Maivia. Yeah. And so he beat. Good, good change. He beat The Rock to win <laughs> yes. his first WWF Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Yeah. And if we know what became of The Rock, you can kind of imagine Owen Hart's climb from here. Yeah. Yeah, he what he could have been basically. It's John Cena also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, who some people say looks like Jim Varney. John Cena? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I saw some <laughs> side by sides on Google. No wow. shit. I was like, what the f Yeah, but like maybe before he'd start taking steroids or something? Sure. Yeah. yeah. The like the Captain America before he becomes Captain America. Okay, I'll give it to him. Yeah. But he was, you know, Still not being spiritually fulfilled by wrestling and or I'm just keeping my yapper shut on that one. Why <laughs> spiritually fulfilled, Kyle? Well, yeah, like Come life, on. life affirming. Jesus. Like he, yeah, he unleash still, Alejandro. Let's hear it. He still don't hold back. He still wanted to just be a dad and like hang out with his kids. He realized he was missing a lot of his kids' lives because he was out on the road and. You know, he wouldn't be able to see them as much as he wanted to and spend the amount of time he right. wanted to with them. His goal was to be a family man. Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah, like, like when I broke a chair on Vinny the Rhino's head, <laughs> Yeah, I felt empty. And he's really like a really nice guy. So the fact that the, his kids only see him being an asshole on TV every week. So <laughs> like... he doesn't even like wrestling that much, basically. <laughs> I guess. He's I not know. a fan himself. Right. <laughs> so why He's like should, Max why Von Cena. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, well, back Max von Sydow, German, and it's big in Germany. So ah, it's maybe coming together. He is not like everyone else in his home country. Yeah. <laughs> so were you gonna say why should we be fans then if he's not even yeah, exactly? Yeah. Why should <laughs> this guy's like I hate this fucking gig. I hate I hate this genre of entertainment. I'm like, why should I like it? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You don't see Pacino going, hey, why you see in my movie? There, he sucks. He sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I made a bad movie. I got my head all the way in it. I want to get out. <laughs> Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. I hate this. Hoo-ah. Get out of here. I hate this business. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, uh, he was labeled the nugget by the WWF, and he would have to come out screaming every day that I am not a nugget because Shawn Michaels and Triple H uh, said that he was the last turd that wouldn't go down uh, the drain. Oh, that's from the disgusting. Hart family. So they were like, "You're yeah. the last nugget that won't flush down." <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, that's. So he's really... like, "You're gonna call me a fucking piece of shit in front of my kids." <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought the nugget was a good thing for a second, like a golden no. nugget. No, yeah, a golden yeah. nugget of shit. Yeah, it's a brown nugget. Yeah, <laughs> like a chicken nugget. It's a blonde yeah. nugget. That reminds me of the movie Twins with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, where at some point in the movie, like it comes to light that Danny DeVito are brothers and they're twins, but um, they were part of an experiment where there was like five dads and one mom. <laughs> it was a crazy movie. Yeah. And then they find out that Danny DeVito allegedly, as a doctor puts it, was the shit left over. And there's a scene where Danny DeVito just goes, he looks off in the distance, he just goes, I was the shit left over. <laughs> it was hilarious to me anyway at, at to years. a lot of people that was a big hit i was the shit left over good yeah. movie though not bad <laughs> yeah it was a big hit a, a thousand years ago <laughs> <laughs> so owen he's you know tired but he's got to leave his family to go do this pay-per-view in kansas city missouri in 1999 mm. And, and what could go wrong? His family drives him to the airport. He tells his son, you know, look after mom. And then goes and takes off on the flight. Okay, question. Did he always say stuff like that? Uh, it was said that he didn't. Okay. So it seemed very ominous. You think he had a premonition that something bad was going to happen? To the son. Yeah, because the way things were shaken out was that they brought back the Blue Blazer character so he could be this silly superhero. But when they were bringing him in for the entrances, they would kind of make fun of Sting, who was in the WCW, who always came in from the rafters on like a string. Not the Sting. Sting. Not from the police. He was talking Not about from the, the yeah. police. Oh, no. Okay. No. Though maybe he needed some extra money. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's no Desert Rose. <laughs> I dream of rain, when yeah, rain, yeah, when yeah. rain. <laughs> that song sucked. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> His solo career was trash. He should have stuck with the with the with police. The, with the cops. Yeah. The cops. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they would have to change their name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and his wife was like pissed about it because she didn't like him coming down from the rafters. And who would like that? And Vince McMahon didn't like how long it took to get unattached from you know the tether or the hook that he was on. It didn't. It didn't lead to good, compelling television when that would happen. Yeah. So Vince McMahon is not worried about his safety. He's more worried about boring television. Yeah. He wanted a yeah a quick a quicker release. So okay. they wanted something that could just unhook. Real quick. Yeah, I bet he did. So on May 23rd, 1999, during the Over the Edge pay-per-view, uh, Hart was in the process of being lowered via a harness 
and grapple line to the ring from the rafters of Kemper Arena for an Intercontinental Championship match against the Godfather. Okay, but yeah, because it's also unfortunate that he has to do the blazer thing when he's really not into it anymore. Yeah, he had already said goodbye to that. Yeah, it was character. retired. Yeah, and then Vince McMahon just like I, I want the blue blazer. Uh huh. He must on a whim just come up with these grand ideas that he wants people to do. Like, yeah, you're oh, gonna yeah. win. Like, and he's like the dictator of the WWF. There's yeah. a scene in that same documentary, Beyond the Mat, where he meets some up and coming wrestlers <laughs> in his office, and one guy, his big talent is that he can throw up on demand, <laughs> on command, whatever you want to call it. And so then, yeah, so then Vince McMahon is like, "I got this idea. We're gonna call you Puke. He's gonna." He's gonna puke! <laughs> and he's like, let's see it right here in my office, right there in that trash bin. You know who that is, right? Who? That is Draws, who just passed away last week. <gasps> yeah, the one that got paralyzed by D'Lo Brown. Really? Yeah. That's the puke That's guy? That's puke, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he ended up getting paralyzed and you know, was a quadriplegic for the rest of his life shortly after that. Do you think Vince took care of him? No, absolutely not. You should have seen the way he was treating him in that clip. Yeah. So he just kind of like chews I, you up and spits you the fuck oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, wow, that's... I had no idea. Now that scene has even more, you know, power to me. What what, yeah. what channel is this documentary on? What? It was a DVD. Yeah. Oh, DVD. it's a yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, get it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the plan was... <laughs> What year is it, Mark? Like, oh, what channel can I? <laughs> yeah, well, I think can I record on I think my everything VHS. <laughs> I can record up to six hours now. Yeah, nice. So he was being lowered, and he was supposed to get to the ring and then act like he was all tangled, and then quick release, uh-huh. and he'd be off to wrestle. Yes, his wife was worried about it, but he promised her before he left for the flight that he was not going to do the the rafters gag. Oh, okay, good. So yeah. she's thinking, awesome. Yep. I, I can sleep easy now. Yeah, exactly. It was within a second of him being lowered that the release, it just, the hook just completely released immediately. Yeah. yeah. Because the people who were working on it were two hacks that they said, they, we got the best people. Do not worry about it. We got the best people from LA coming to do it. And it was like some guy, it was like the popcorn guy's nephew that's like, I got a hook. <laughs> and it was actually, they were built for boats for when they, uh, if you put six pounds of pressure on this hook, then it would release. That's so, I mean, they would probably pay like five bucks an hour. Yeah, they, they got them on Craigslist or something. Yeah. yeah. They probably used copies of the movie hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he fell 78 feet, landing chest first on the turnbuckle. Oh right my God. Oh my God. In front of full arena. Yes. And then. He got thrown into the ring. So there was a... So were the lights on at this point? No, they were off. Oh, So that's why it was so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and to this day, why that it's so hard to find any footage of it. Yeah, there's only pictures of it. And the footage that was taken by the WWF has been locked in a vault labeled, do not record over, do not watch. By lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Because legally, they can't destroy it. That's where you get in trouble when you start oh, destroying evidence. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it has to be in a vault. Yeah. Hmm. So you didn't hear it on the pay-per-view, but it, unless you were watching the Spanish announcer's version, so the Spanish announcer's table, you can hear 
they're like prepping up for the match they're building it up and then you just hear boom and then him saying like oh my god oh my god oh my god and that's what everybody heard they heard a big bang because the the ring is actually mic'd up so it Mm -hmm. comes over the speakers oh yeah anytime someone takes a bump and gets thrown onto the mat it's a huge bang you're meant to see the stunt and hear it yeah which is why it's fascinating that it just didn't get captured yeah so they ended up turning the lights on and people said that were there there was like dust that came out of the ring that has probably been there for like five years Oof. that was just like going up into the crowd and raining over everybody because it hadn't nothing that hard has hit that canvas in yeah. years and years and years ever it, uh, it just brought up everything yeah yeah so when he was falling the last thing you could hear him yell was look out because there was a referee in the ring and he didn't want to hit him because he knew he was dead, but he didn't want anyone to go with him. Oh my god! So the last thing he was doing was, you know, so caring about somebody else. Killing that's a hero. hero. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine certain death? You know, you're done. You're dead. Yeah. And you have the thought to yell, "Look out!" Yeah. I mean, that is wow. Yep. And true Vince McMahon fashion. He goes back. He already knows that Owen's dead. He calls um, Owen Hart's wife, Martha, and he's like, there's been an accident here. And she's like, is he alive? And he goes, I don't know. The, d- the doctors will have to call you. And he was too much of a fucking coward to tell yeah. her that the reason he's dead is because of him. And people are freaking out backstage. They, all the wrestlers saw him completely blue being carted past them. Mm. And then Vince is like, oh, you two, go, up, go, go next. Go now. And so everybody, for the rest of the night, had to wrestle on top of Owen's blood-stained oh, mat. My God. my God. And the corner that he landed in had broken boards so they could feel where he actually fucking hit the mat. It's demented that they kept on with the show. Yeah. Like that uh, that NFL game where the, where the guy had a heart attack, like... Like the NFL wanted to keep going, but I think there were people like the coach and uh, even the coach on the other team were just like, no, we're not going to do this. And it was like bold of them to stand up and say, screw you, NFL. We we're doing what we think is right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that a star wrestler dies from a stunt that was poorly planned and then you keep the show going. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. The show must go on. Fuck Vince McMahon. Yeah. And the family's actually pissed about it because you are now tampering with a crime scene. Yes. So they were worried that they weren't even going to get access to the, the hooks that were used. Uh, but the police actually got the guy. They they got all the equipment that was used for that stunt. And real. that's when they realized that the hook that they had put on Owen was one that released on six pounds of pressure. Oh, my God. And so he didn't even have a chance no. to be dropped An down instant. at all. It was as good as just, just jumping, jumping off. Yeah. Yes. And I bet someone, one of those guys ran it past people at the WWF to said, hey, just so you guys know, that you know this only six pounds can actually hold this. And they just said, yeah, use it, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's fascinating that yeah. there was an audience and they kept the show going. It reminds me of like... Barbarians, it go like to yeah. the. It's like the Coliseum. It's disgusting that Vince McMahon put commerce above human life. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So people. But that's the, the entire 
business model of WWF is doing exactly that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, which is why, you know what, whatever, it's fake, it's real, it's entertaining, it's not, whatever. It's people that didn't want to admit they were wrestling fans. Really, that's the part that I don't like the most is I'd see what is done. Just like, I guess, football players. Yeah. I, I won't be <laughs> hypocritical. That it, The toll it takes on them. It's yeah. very rare to have a happy ending for a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah. Well, NFL different, but still yeah. it's it's a similar type of business model. But you just you're you're wearing on people's bodies is the profit mechanism mm-hmm. of this entire thing. But they at least are guaranteed to make a decent amount of money and have a union that fights for them at least while yes. there. Yeah. So they have health insurance and everything. <laughs> Wrestlers have nothing. They are ten ninety nine contractors. They're not employees. They get no benefits. They get uh, a piece of their t- T-shirt sales if they do well. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Jesse Ventura tried to unionize them in the '80s, and Hulk Hogan ratted them, them out. out. Yeah, yeah, and that oh ca- that came out in a God. deposition later, later in later years. Hogan's a scumbag. Yeah, my blood is boiling thinking of Hulk Hogan right now. Yeah, yeah, and I was saying I was a big fan of Hulkamania and stuff, but knowing that he, had, well, that we talked about right at the top here, he's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. and let's not forget. Well, yeah, it was because of the Bubba, Bubba the Loves, Love Sponge. I can't even say Bubba the Love Sponge thing that he brought down Gawker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he didn't even have the guts. Like, he had to get that billionaire to fund it for him. Yeah, yep. Peter Peter Thiel, just to give a little background there, was, was a gay man, secretly closeted gay man who was also a billionaire, one of the early people at PayPal and Facebook. And... He hated Gawker because they outed him. And then once this Bubba the the Love Sponge thing happened with Hulk Hogan, he is the one who financed the prosecution of them uh, for the lawsuit, which actually made them have to go under and file for bankruptcy after they lost the case. Yeah. Uh, And Vince McMahon is, uh, you know, just as bad in the scumbag department. So they didn't tell the announcers what had happened, really, until they made them announce it on television. So the audience has no idea what happened. They don't know Owen Hart's dead. There's nobody talking over the speakers. When the announcers are speaking over a wrestling match, you're not hearing that at the live event. Mm. You're only hearing that at home. Mm -hmm. So people are just like, what the hell just happened? We just saw, you know, the blue blazer get smashed into the, you know, mat and then carted off. And one of the producers just goes up to uh, Jim Ross and goes, hey, Owen Hart just died. You got to announce it in five, four, oh. three, and this is the announcement. Tragedy befell the World Wrestling Federation and all of us. Owen Hart was uh, set to make an entrance from the ceiling, and uh, he fell from the ceiling. And I have the unfortunate responsibility to let everyone know that Owen Hart has died. Owen Hart has tragically died oh my God. from that accident here tonight. And that's it. You can hear the crowd is like cheering and stuff because they just don't know what to do. Yeah, and for that being sprung on him, I have to say, so eloquent and moving the way he conveyed that information. You couldn't have written a better speech than that if you had time to write it. Yeah. yeah. You know, to... Just basically, in, a, in say it in a non-hysterical manner, right? You know, yeah, that was just off the top of his head. Just yeah. had to go. 
but he also should have said, all right, let's stop the show. Yeah. Yeah, someone should have. Vince, but, are you listening? But it all comes from Vince. So if you if you're the one that wants to be brave enough and speak up, Vince will just fire you later and you won't uh, be part of the organization anymore. Exactly. How is and it it's even... the only game in town. Yeah, he, exactly. bought, he bought up every other regional organization and he has mm-hmm. a, the pure monopoly on this and the fact that they, the U.S. government and the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, actually allows this, which yeah. they, which, this is my, one of my big pet peeves. What happened with Disney becoming the biggest media company in the world is that it, it's it screws everyone else over who's part of like the ecosystem and it makes mm-hmm. someone like Vince McMahon the supreme leader of all wrestling. It's the very reason they started all those laws against monopolies. Yeah. Yeah. Back exactly. in the twenties. Yeah. This is a long time problem. Yeah. And you know, whatever. I guess people say wrestlers can choose to work for them or not, right? Right. They say you don't like your job, quit. Yeah. Well, build your own WWE. Okay. Like yeah. what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have CTE. You have roid rage. Yeah. Your body's beat up to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you gonna go work? Exactly. Four weeks after the event. Owen Hart's surviving family sued the WWF over how dangerous and poorly planned the stunt was and that the harness system that was used was defective. They didn't use any backup latches or anything. It was just one latch that failed, and that was it. Killed a guy. Mm. Uh, Over a year and a half into the case, a settlement was reached, and that was a sticking point for them, was that they did not want to settle. They wanted to see it through so everyone could see Vince McMahon for who he was. Mm -hmm. And they sued in the state that it actually happened in, which was Missouri. And Vince McMahon was doing everything he possibly could to get the case moved to Connecticut because there was a cap on uh, any damages to someone for like a Accident. negligence. Negligence. Yeah. yeah. So it's something he owns all the politicians there also. I think his wife or, or, or sister or something was a politician there. So he already. Yeah, she he, was in Trump's cabinet. He probably, yeah, he probably lobbied mm. for all these things to go in place already. So mm. that's where WWF is based. So. Yeah. So the WWF ended up paying the Hart family uh, $18 million. Okay, let's think about that. Seems like a lot, but But this is a billion-dollar company that caused the death of this guy. Yeah, seems like a a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah. 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 Uh, the manufacturer of the harness system was also a defendant against the Hart family, but they were dismissed from the case after the settlement was reached. Mm. Um, yeah, because they were probably like, we didn't tell them to use that hook. Yeah. There. Uh, Martha used the money in the settlement to establish the Owen Hart Foundation. Martha Hart was like, we will never have anything to do with wrestling ever again. Like, it is a shady business. It's a shitty business. It killed my husband. It killed my kid's father. Uh, we will. You will never see the Owen Hart Foundation partner up with any wrestling promotion ever. But I was at the gym. I look up, and it's a women's tournament. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because it was very entertaining. It was big effects and you know, cool costumes like glow, yeah. but better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense that it was a women's match because, and they teamed up with AEW. That was the, yeah. The so, federation. yeah. Then I started reading it said Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. Yes. At, on AEW. And so then I was like, well, that's cool because I was seeing it in action right there. Yeah. In the present day. That was a nice update. 
Right, know? exactly. And then I asked you, what is AEW? Has that been around a while? And you said it was just like a couple years old. Longer. Yeah, it's mm. it's newer. So that's good too then. Oh, it's great. Speaking of monopolies, like that there are more companies out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I looked into it a little more. Uh, it was the Owen Hart Cup Tournament in partnership with the Owen Hart Foundation, where the winner would receive a trophy called the Owen. Mm. Uh, the company also announced production and distribution of the original Owen Hart merchandise and Hart as a character in AEW's upcoming console game, AEW Fight Forever. Awesome. So that's crazy. Yeah, so his name is very much alive. Yes. Um, but like I said, it's crazy because Martha didn't want anything to do with wrestling. They wanted to induct him in the WWE Hall of Fame, and she said, hell no. Mm. We're not allowing you to say his name ever again. Yeah. Um, Because they would make a ton of money off that. Obviously, people would tune in to be like, oh, let's see who would talk about Owen Hart at his induction ceremony Mm -hmm. and everything. So, Why would they want that publicity, though? Because wouldn't that just remind everyone that Vince McMahon killed him, basically? Pretty much. But they can make anybody forget anything. Yeah, that's true. I think we're realizing like week by week, you could just the the news cycle just changes. It reminds us that anything can happen. Yep. If you go on a harness, that's, yep. yeah. If you put your trust re- in Vince McMahon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put a, go on a harness. Yeah, that was put together by people from Craigslist, yeah, from yeah. Walmart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Walmart greeter. <laughs> They're like you. You know how to tie one of these things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You're hired. Yeah, yeah. We need a tech guy for a wrestling match. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm yeah. 90 years old. Yeah, so R.I.P. Owen Hart. Yes, R.I.P. Owen Hart. R.I.P. Yeah. Gone way too soon. I'm happy his name can live on and now be introduced back into the world of wrestling via AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation. So yeah. cheers to uh, Owen's family. And his kids are doing well as well. I was going to ask you that. Uh, one is a journalist and one is a lawyer. So, wow, they're doing well for themselves. Yeah, so uh, that's the story. R.I.P. Owen Hart, and congrats to the Owen Hart Foundation for doing good work. Yeah. All right, and sell wrestling to the audience in 10 seconds or less. Give them a reason to watch it. Silly, violent, fun. Hmm. Hmm. How can you how can you turn that down? Yeah, that's, that's why it. I watch the yeah. Sopranos. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Equally as silly The writing was fun. better though. Yeah. yeah. A little bit better. Yeah. I like the character arcs a little bit better. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, big pussy. Yeah. I didn't see big pussy in Vince McMahon's organization. Vafangul, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Just Vince McMahon himself. That's yeah. right. What a goon. He's the big pussy. Yeah, the pussy. All right. Well, you know what? If you're a wrestling fan and you're listening to this. I'm sure you hate me. Yes. So I'm sorry. You yeah. hate me. We you hate go. you. <laughs> yeah. Me hate you. me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Me hate me? <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We we have a Facebook. Oh, that's uh, right. Group oh, called that's Dettos true. Incorporated or something. Okay. Dettos Incorporated yeah. or something. Or something. Okay. <laughs> Here's the first. Nice word from YouTube. Absolutely deplorable podcast. Oh, wait. I'm going to move on from that one. That's a great one. That was an accidental. Just bumped into... Oh, no. Okay. So this is someone that found us on TikTok. Just bumped into this page because it came up on my For You page. Mm -hmm. This is Michael Vincent writing this. And then he said... 
So I went to my RSS radio feed and searched your podcast and dot, dot, dot. Then in another comment, I downloaded all your episodes. I never knew about Matthew Broderick one at all. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. You have found a new fan. There we go. I mean, that's what we like to hear. Love Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. And then we finally. We can have you, Michael. We can have you. Yeah. You we can have. <laughs> Michael Vincent. Michael. We love you. (laughs) We absolutely love you. Go to our Patreon. You can get a free trial of all our exclusive content you haven't seen anywhere else. Go do it. Do it. And until next time. Don't go dying on us. Bye-bye. Bye. You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.